I'm like, I actually want to go to the Outer Hebrides. Do I get food and board for me and my boyfriend? You've not got a boyfriend. <laughs> well spotted. It just felt nice saying it. It just felt my like- captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Uh, welcome to episode three of Captain My Captain. I, I think we've locked in the uh, the title after three episodes. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm here with Ricky Masindo. That's right, isn't it, Ricky? We have locked in that title now. We're in. We've, we've committed. Yeah, I've done the graphics. It's in concrete. No going back whatsoever. Now, you sent me a, a rough of the graphic, which I imagine by the time this is out, is already out there. But you've not... I think... Are you getting someone to do like caricatures of us is this right yeah yeah and i wanted to surprise you live on the recording okay so i'm gonna get my phone have you done me has uh, have you done this or someone else someone else has have you heard of fiverr is this someone i should have heard of is this a cool young person thing oh wow i mean that says it all okay so fiverr is a website essentially where you can pay people to do things for you for very cheap prices what? Essentially, yep, it's the problem with capitalism, essentially. That's what Fiverr is. Okay. So I just went on there and I was like, okay, I want a podcast logo design. So I'm sending it to your phone now. Hold on. So is this, so did this cost a Fiverr? This costs just a bit more than a Fiverr. Transaction fees in there. So not everything on Fiverr costs a Fiverr? No, it doesn't. It's poor marketing, I know. Okay. Hey, do you know what? They've done a good job. They've done a good job. I mean, I look skinnier and, than I am, and you look older than you are. I do. So I look absolutely stacked as well, like the muscles. Yeah, no, you really do. Yeah, I'm quite impressed with that. I've got some weird sweat patches. <laughs> uh, we'll put this on our social media, uh, my social media, your social media, uh, the old captain, my captain social media. I'm. Do you know what? I'm not unhappy with it. I'm not unhappy yeah. With, with my face. Look at my lovely little face. Yeah, I'm going to make that the, the logo for our, like, Spotify and all the places you get your podcast. So you can just look at it there. So uh, do we know who did it? Is this person got a name? Yeah, he does. But it's, like, a very anonymous name. I'm pretty oh, sure well, he was in China, I think. just because An of the time anonymous person in China. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, Ricky has uh, spent... Seven pounds fifty on <laughs> a logo for the. I'm gonna have a look at Fiverr as well and see what uh, see what other good stuff you can get on there. Look at that! Oh, captain, my captain, and a logo title logo. We both look fitter than we really are. Yeah. Bosh! I am more than happy with that. <laughs> you love to see um, it. So, since the last time we spoke, uh, you did a open mic Zoom gig. We spoke about that, and then since the last time we spoke, you've done like a essentially a pro open mic gig uh, or a pro zoom gig with with proper people on is that right actual real life humans yeah yeah real people this time it was uh it was robin's zoom gig and it was like a more legit like well-oiled machine everyone was like giving material that they've already written and stuff and it was it was really fun actually but the format is still weird I still feel like I'm giving like a presentation in a lecture. Yeah, which if that works, it works. I Someone was asking me the other day about it and I was like, just do it like a chat. You know, just yeah. imagine that you're kind of, you know, pick one of those people because uh, you can see them, right? You can see their reactions when you're there. Yeah, yeah, you can. So people can choose to be in the front row or just have their cameras off. And 
if you're one of those people who decides to have your camera on during the gig, you can choose to give your reaction so the person knows whether you're doing shit or not, essentially. And can we hear them? You can hear them as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is told us to have their mic on. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it was uh it was it was fun. It was actually fun. It was weird doing it in my room because everyone could literally see all my posters and stuff. And it just showed it just showed how much of like a twenty two year old virgin that I am like deep down. <laughs> and did you did you reference all that when you were doing the gig? Did you talk about the space and all that stuff? Of course, of course. Like I couldn't not because I mean you can't see because it's just an audio recording. But there is literally a poster of the Game of Thrones map on my wall. So not it's not just Game of Thrones. I'm interested in the geography of the map itself. So you can't just have that in the background and not address it. Um, you know, uh, um, there was a TV show, uh, Throne, uh, Thronecast, that was all about Game of Thrones with Sue Perkins. Yeah. Um, and I did the warm up for it. So really? Every week when Game of Thrones was on, we would get uh, actors from Game of Thrones. I've met Hodor. Really? Yeah. I have met the man, but a uh, Christian. Uh, who Nan, I think his surname is, and uh, yeah, he is uh, Hodor. I've met him, uh, when he was on the show. Uh, this will this will be specific for you if you're a Game of Thrones fan, but also for anyone who is a Game of Thrones fan. If you're not a Game of Thrones fan, just enjoy the anecdote. But <laughs> someone, uh, someone on the lift in the studios that we were at. Uh, on the, you know, you have a hold the door button. Someone put a little picture of Hodor's face on the hold the door button. Uh, what a moment. Oh, uh, that hits right in the feels. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. It's bringing it back. God, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we'll do a spin off. We'll do a, a, thro- <laughs> a Game of Thrones spin off. Yeah, a Game of Thrones spin off. I mean, it didn't end very well. People were angry at the ending, but hey. Hey, that's life, isn't it? Absolutely. And people will always be angry. You know, people will always find something to be angry. Just turn over, turn it off, turn it over. So on this uh, this bill you're on, uh, you had the amazing Sarah Keyworth, you had Rachel Fairburn, you had Alex Edelman, uh, compared by Robin Morgan, and you also had Jenny Collier, who is going to be our guest on this episode. And uh, I said to you just before we got on, I was like, we're going to do it a little bit differently. So if you've been listening, thank you very much. If this is your first one, have a listen to episode uh, one or two. We're basically taking a, a journey through an open spot's life, through a new comedian's life uh, with Ricky. And we're just following him as he goes along. So episode one and two, we're basically just getting to know Ricky, getting to know where the gigs are. You're 22. You've done about 22 real gigs, a couple of Zoom gigs. We're in lockdown at the moment, and we're talking about comedy, getting you sorted. It's called Oh Captain, My Captain, because I'm essentially uh, Ricky's inspirational teacher. I'm a Mr. Miyagi figure, if you will. But what I've decided for episode three, I've decided to mix it up ever so slightly, and I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah, let's do this. So I'm going to ask you some questions, and then what we can do is... We can then get Jenny. I'm going to ask Jenny similar questions to see if Jenny can fill in some of the gaps in your knowledge that we've established at this point. Does that make sense? Yeah, let's do it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, so this is what I'm going to ask you. I want you to tell me everything you know about the comedy agency, comedy agents, 
world, industry, how they work, who they are, names you know, contacts you know, what they do, why they're important, who they are, who the best ones are, who the worst ones are. I want to know everything you know about the agent side of comedy. Go. Everything about the agent side of comedy. Okay. Do you know what? From my perspective at this stage, it literally seems like agents, you'll do some gigs, you know, some open mics, you might have some more pro ones. And then one day an agent at the back of the room, maybe smoking a cigar, will see you and be like, you know what, this kid's got talent, this kid's going places. <laughs> and then they'll look at you and be like, you, I want to talk to you afterwards. I don't know why they talk like this, but that's what people smoking cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with your image. Yeah, this is all people with um, who are agents. Um, there are no exceptions. And um, afterwards, they'll talk to you and be like, do you want an agent? And then you'll be like, oh, maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm at that point in my career. And then at that point, you know, you're a millionaire, but that's all anyone's ever really told me about agents. I'm sure there's more logistical things that you have to do. Like maybe you can email them and get in contact with them. But yeah, agents seem like a big shadowy world that I have no idea about right now. So tell me why you would get an agent. What do you think would be good about getting an agent where you are in your career or later on in your career interesting okay so i would say getting an agent is okay so this is the way that i see it is that like comedians are essentially all on some level a bit of a mess just you know like organizationally and you know in their own lives whatever but like an agent is essentially a way to uh, for, for, to uh, curate what you're doing next, your gigs, maybe career moves, um, uh, and essentially give you uh, someone who will do things for you that you are unable to do and are for your own good. Okay, okay. And do you know, this is a, I'm enjoying this, I like this new game. Um, uh, can you name any agents or agencies in the UK? Ah, see, I I know one. I think, is Avalon an agency or a management thingy? Is that your final answer? Are you locking that down? Ah, uh, yeah, let's do it. I want all the points. Okay, yeah, no, Avalon are, um, yeah, an agency, a management company. Uh, they also have... A production house they're also a tv production company uh they do events they do loads of stuff but avalon are a uh are an agency yep give you that absolutely well done yeah um wanna wanna throw in any more wanna throw in another one? Oh no i have no idea i i have no idea about any more i only know that one because i think they booked a gig that i did once and they just sent me an email and that was that was actually literally the first time that I got paid for doing stand up. That was the Russell Howard one. Yeah, yeah, that was that one. Yeah, yeah, that was the Russell Howard one. Yes, yeah, that's right because I because uh, I put them uh, I put them on to you. They wanted someone, and I was like, "You want to get hold of Ricky?" That was probably like gig number what eleven or twelve for you or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like around there, like early teens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, so you have, so when I've been doing some of my other bits and pieces, so this podcast sort of span out of a thing that we did uh, 
about kind of trying to widen representation in comedy in Bristol, really, because uh, there are far too many uh, white boy open spots, white boy straight open spots. Uh, and we were trying to find different people. And I, I did a couple of things, a couple of workshops on Zoom where you were where you were part of and there was an agent that yes. doesn't work for Avalon yes. on one of those Zooms. Yes. So come on, Ricky, somewhere in your brain is her name or the company she works for. Come on. Okay. See, I have neither of those, but I know she represented Ramesh. Did she? Okay. This is good. Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember that. I remember that. Uh, Do you remember what she looked like? Basically, was she wearing a cigar? Was she smoking a cigar and talking <laughs> like an old New Yorker? Well, you know, yeah. Well, she couldn't help it. <laughs> it's a part of the trade. But um, no, she wasn't. But she was wearing glasses and she seemed like a very sensible person. A couple of questions for you, Ricky, uh, based on what you think an agent is, which essentially is an old white man smoking a cigar. <laughs> Um, was she smoking a cigar? No, she wasn't. And if she was, she was good at hiding it. Was she old? No, she seemed very young. Was she a man? No, well, no, no, she was not. Was she white? No, I'm assuming by the way you asked that. No, none of, literally none of the things that you described an agent to be. Uh, her name is Flo. That was uh, it. <laughs> um, and she is from off the curb yes yes all <laughs> things i remember now now that you've said it <laughs> yeah. oh you remember them now do you yeah of course they were always there so uh well again we'll talk about this with jenny a little bit uh but basically uh there are loads of different agencies and there are there are massive agencies who have got like literally tens and tens of clients and off the curb and avalon are, are two of the biggest but you know there are others as well there's uh, United, there's uh, International, there's Troika, um, and then you've got people like uh, Hannah Chambers from Chambers Management, and you've got Blue Book, and you've got like there's there's loads of different agents out there. Mm. Um, uh, you've got the uh, the people from UTC who have got Mo Gilligan and Tez Ilias. Um, uh, they've got Kate Lucas. They've got Sophie Willer. There's a there's a wide range in the world of agents, and I think what we'll do is we'll talk to Jenny about the world of agents because I know that Jenny has got quite an interesting uh, story, and I have as well. I had an agent. I was actually with Avalon for about five years, so I had no agent for five years. Then I was with Avalon for five years with a lady called Sophie Chapman who was absolutely brilliant. And then I left Avalon. And then uh, for the last 15 years or so, I've not had an agent. Oh, wow. So that's how long I've been on my own. Um, actually, no, probably more like maybe 13 years I've not had an wow. agent. So, uh, wow. so yes. Um, and we can talk about that. I think this is quite an interesting topic for the conversation today about how agents help you get gigs, how they don't help you get gigs, how they can help your career going forward, how can they not help your career going forward. Although this is quite early for you, I think it's quite a useful conversation to have. And maybe at the end of the conversation with Jenny, maybe one of the conclusions we can get to, another little quiz for Ricky, is a quizindo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ricky Quizindo. That's not even a pun. That, no, I'm having that. That's going in. That's going to be a regular feature. Yeah. It's this this episode's Ricky Quizindo. Uh, I'll get a jingle designed on Fiverr. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Um, <laughs> that by the end of this, the Ricky Quizindo question is it's sticking. It, it's, it's sticking. Sticking in my head is at the end of this episode, we'll try and work out. If you think you need an agent, when you think you'll need an agent and what that can be good. And we'll ask Jenny Collier all those sorts of questions and we'll get like that. What do you think? Is that a good agenda for today? That sounds like a great agenda, teacher. Um, <laughs> uh, teacher, sorry. It sounds like a great agenda. What? <laughs> captain. Yeah, come on. Oh, Captain, my captain. Okay, this is, again, we're into episode three now. So uh, we're going to introduce every guest. So... Uh, do you think of that as a plan, Ricky? Oh, that sounds great. Oh, Captain, my captain. Here we are with Jenny Collier. So we are joined on this episode of Oh, Captain, my captain uh, by the uh, the wonderful Jenny Collier. Hello, Jenny. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Do you know what? I'm all right. I like the fact that we're deep down into lockdown. You probably would have done a lot of podcasts so far and yet you still chose to wave i think that's <laughs> i love that i love that you've still got manners mate i i forget which senses are applicable in this situation i've just had a chewing gum to get rid of my salmon breath <laughs> so like waving is the least of your problems <laughs> oh, okay but do you feel you've got your water you've had your chewing gum <laughs> Uh, you literally said to us when I told you the subject of this interview that you'd got a massive sweat on. My we feet are, are dripping. <laughs> and have, Now, you've not met the magnificent Ricky Masindo before in real life, but you, you've done a gig together? I think we've done a couple. Probably. Probably. It sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I saw your name, I was like... There, she's definitely a talented comedian, but I still remember from where. So you did the Robin Morgan one. We did, I think, Robin's, two of Robin's gig, yeah. Oh, as in where the Zoom ones, or you mean in person? Oh, a Zoom. Oh, a Zoom one, Zoom. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom, okay, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> For each of Robin's gigs, I've had to literally do a set and then dip. Yeah, none taken, yeah, it's fine. But you know, uh, Ricky, just to let you know, you never quite know uh, whether Jenny Collier is being sarcastic or not. You just have to deal with it, all right? It's simply her voice. You never know uh, whether she's going to kiss you on the forehead or send a shit in a box. It's <laughs> the thing is, I think a lot of the time you've been talking to my doppelganger, so it's not actually oh, I... <laughs> me that you're dealing with. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot that story. So, Ricky, a couple of years ago... Oh, God, should I tell... I'm, I'm going to have to tell the whole story now, Please aren't I? Um, so... A couple of years ago, I went to see uh, Hannah Gadsby's show at uh, at the um, at the Soho Theatre, and I don't know if you know the show, but it's on uh, Netflix. Um, which show is it called? Is that the Net or is that was that the one after it? Well, I wasn't there, so I don't know which one. Jenny has given away the end of this story. Oh, wow! But <laughs> but show about stand up, but it is also about sexual violence and misogyny and i come out of the show and i talk to loads of people who loads of stand-ups are there it's one of the first nights of the show and i see jenny in the corner and i'm like oh i need to go and talk to jenny before i go Aww. so i go around and i see Aww. jenny eating a panini 
and which is something I would do to be fair (laughs) and she's well this is it I've seen you eat panini (laughs) and she and she's eating a panini and you've given away the jeopardy as well she's given away she's eating this panini and I go up to her after seeing this show about misogyny and the problem with men and because I know Jenny quite well and I think she's an amazing comedian and a brilliant human being but also I know she's got a sense of humor so I go up to her and I say oh that is filthy as fuck (laughs) (laughs) to a woman eating a panini no, to Jenny <laughs> And he, he whispered it in the ear as well. It was like a oh, real, like... Um, that's he, filthy as Yeah, fuck. he really, like rinsed it. <laughs> and then she looked at me and I realised it wasn't Jenny <laughs> yeah, so I then went to a table of comedians who were two booths along and I was like, oh God, you'd never believe what's just happened to me. I've just gone up to this woman I thought with Jenny Colling and said, that's filthy as fuck after seeing Anna Gasby's show. And they all stood up, looked into the booth and went, oh no, don't worry. That is Jenny Collier. And I went, oh, thank God. And then one of them went, oh no, that's not Jenny Collier. So, <laughs> But that wasn't the, the only time that's happened, right? Other, It's happened to other people. Oh yes. Um, there was also a time, a really similar time frame when I think there was my doppelganger was going to Soho Theatre all the time. And it was either you or like Jordan Brooks or somebody who said to me, "It was Jordan, yeah." You, you were on being the front really row rude. You you weren't like I came and said hi, and you just blanked me. It's like how much like me does this girl look? A lot, it sounds like, and it also sounds like. Well, she's not rude because she doesn't know who the hell you are. <laughs> you can't say she's ignorant if she doesn't respond <laughs> She's to a stranger. It. She's just a normal human being. Wait, so you don't know who this person is? No. Oh, well, well, um, I've got a couple of doppelgangers, though. There was one time in Edinburgh, um, Rob, Rob Kemp took a photo of himself, David Mitchell, Victoria Corrin and Rob Rouse, the four of them, uh, Rob has a selfie with them and then he posts it online and goes, caught up with Jenny today and a couple of guys because the picture of her looks an awful lot like me. And loads of people thought it was me and what they thought had happened, because she's got quite big jugs, um, I hope she doesn't mind me <laughs> commenting on them. Um, but she said, um, uh, but they, a lot of people that I bump into, that Edinburgh, catapulted me into the next level of comedians <laughs> because I was with David Mitchell. <laughs> Um, so she, that, in that picture, she does look a, an awful lot like me. Um, you have got a bit of the Victoria Cora Mitchell about mm. you from the shoulders up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but, and also she's married to David Mitchell. Yeah. And But also she's not a comedian. You're an actual proper stand-up comedian. She, she's a TV host and writer and yeah. poker player, whereas you are a comic. A comic, yes. Of some regard. Famous in my own right. How famous are What would you say? Uh, how much telly have you done? Have you done bits of telly and stuff? I've done Welsh Live at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've done more radio than I've done telly. I've done The Leak, um, which is also Welsh. Uh, what's the story? Welsh. And, you know, bits and bobs. Was I on Radio 1 once? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, if only I had an agent that would get me on. <laughs> joking jokes. You're not joking because that's what we're going to talk about. Because... What a segue. Now, is the reason, so just before we we started this Zoom, uh, we were talking about, I said to you, do we mind talking about agents? And then you got a massive sweat on. Mm. You were trying to work out how in the world of Zoom and lockdown, you could say, oh, sorry, I've got another call coming in. Um You've not got an agent at the moment, have you? I have not, no. And I haven't got an agent at the moment either. I've not had an agent for a while. But, but you have had an agent. Sure. So, so, I think so. I don't remember that well. So how long? Oh, Ricky, Ricky is just sat there just enjoying this so much. I am loving it. Yeah, it's like a free show. I'm assembling. <laughs> this is perfect. Let's just keep going down this route. How long... Did you, how long was it until you had an agent? Two years. And how long did you have an agent? Two, approximately two and a half years, I think. And how long have you not had an agent for after that? Uh, approximately four years. And which bit of those thirds, the two years before an agent, the two years with an agent, and the four years without an agent, which bits do you prefer? Um, the, 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 Bookending thirds. Yeah, because you're doing all right, right? I, I think this yeah. is the point of this chat, is that we talk about telly, but gigs-wise, before the lockdown, you were gigging all the time. I would see your, uh, your name at the comedy store. You broke it into the store and all that sort of stuff. I think for a lot of people, when they start doing comedy, the world of the agent feels like it's the most important thing to get into. You've had an mm. agent, and now you haven't had an agent, but you still get loads of gigs, right? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> um, lockdown permitting. <laughs> Before <Yeah>. lockdown, <laughs> you were getting loads of gigs. You were... I was very busy, yes. I was getting lots of gigs. So my question, I remember chatting to Kerry Godleyman once, who mm. left an agent she was with um, and was on her own and was looking after mm. her live diary on her own for a bit. Um, mm. And then she said to me, she phoned me up because she knew I didn't have an agent. And she was saying, Olga, she said, I just want to go up to my old agent and get all the money back. Because I realised that being a live agent, they were just replying to a couple of emails and bosh, mm. it was coming in. Like, yeah, yeah, you can get a lot of work not having an agent, right? Especially lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, and everybody, I think, you get, you, you, you get your gigs from doing gigs and then somebody at that gig goes hey you're good you should do this gig let me give you their email mm. and then that kind of thing leads to more gigs gigs beget gigs because you also get better the more you do um you get seen more and then you meet enough people and if you chat to everybody um then that's where all the gigs come from so an agent doesn't help you get into well presumably they do for some people because if they don't have any contacts but if you put in the work to make contacts and I don't call it networking, I call it getting battered with strangers <laughs> <laughs> because when I first started, I was having a lovely time having a couple of wines, talking to some fit boys, having just a really social time where I was like, oh, I'm just really getting really confident and this is going to help me go to drama school. And I wasn't really thinking about it in terms of I'm networking to become a successful comedian. I was doing it because I loved it, had a brilliant time. And then that came out in my work, probably. 100%. I always say to people when they start doing stand-up, the three rules, 
be funny, work hard, don't be a dick. Yeah. And, you know, and if you can do those three, that, and I think because what I wanted this episode to be about really was to, to let people know that although there are reasons why it's quite handy to have an agent, actually as a stand-up comedian, as a live stand-up comedian, exactly what you just described is exactly the way to do it. And you're then not giving that person... 10% or 15%. You're keeping every little penny in your sweaty hand. <laughs> That's what I like to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ricky, <laughs> we were talking about it before. I asked Ricky questions about, basically, I asked him an open-ended question before we came on about what agents do. Or the only agency that he could think of was Avalon. Mm -hmm. um, and then we talked about Off the Curb a little bit and then we talked about Hannah Chambers and we talked about other agencies like that but really at the level that I think 90% of comedians are on open spots, new acts, circuit acts blah 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 I don't know if you need one I really don't know if you need an agent Wow. yeah I don't, I don't know I don't, well I think that it probably helps if you've got an agent who re really loves what you do and they've picked you because they've when they've watched you do a performance they've gone i want to make this person successful and big and i want like i care about that as well as making some sweet money and they believe in you um then i think they maybe can get you chances on telly that you might not have contacts for they can get you like because i don't know how the way into those things without an agent no um I think telly, I think corporates. Mm -hmm. I never get any corporates because I've not got an agent. And Ricky, one day we'll do an episode of this podcast about corporates mm -hmm. and the disgusting stories you will hear. <laughs> the hideous. Have you done many corporates, Jenny? I've done a, a small handful. Um, yeah, I've and, done like two or three. Yeah. I am um, talking of um, horrific horrific corporate agent stories and this has nothing to do with me so i can gladly tell this and i'm not going to name who, who the agent was but i heard a story about somebody who did a corporate for an agent um for a booker and the booker had who was maybe their agent i don't know had said to them um i booked them and had said it's 1500 pounds to do this corporate he did the corporate and it went super well, um, had a lovely time. And then the person organizing the gig or organizing the evening said to the performer, oh, you're so brilliant. I'm so glad we could get you. Like, we're, we're worried it wouldn't be enough money. And the, the act was like, oh, just remind me, how much is the fee? Because he had a feeling that this guy was um, rinsing him. And the fee was 5k. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he'd just taken three and a half um, and slid it in his pocket. So in the comedy world, you have promoters, you have managers sometimes, and you have agents and sometimes bookers. It seems like there's a lot of fat here to be trimmed. <laughs> like, I didn't even know a promoter was a thing until like very recently. And it just seems like there's a lot of places where this could all be streamlined for the betterment of the comic. So, you, so the difference between an agent and a promoter and a booker. Okay, so 
do you want to take this, Jenny, or shall I take um, it? You can absolutely take it. <laughs> okay, so, um, so an agent, um, and in America, the situation is even more complicated because they have agents and managers. Did you know this? They have like they have two different people who work for them, who are both taking a, per a percentage of your earnings. And one is an agent and one is a manager. Over here, an agent and a manager tend to be the same sort of person. So, um, and what they will do is they will get you gigs, they will contact bookers and promoters for you. They will, uh, so let's say I am your agent, Ricky. Yeah. So as well as being your uh, in inspirational Mr. Miyagi style figure, I am also your agent. Um, Jenny owns some successful comedy clubs. Uh, and I've, I phone up Jenny and say, hi, Jenny Collier. I'm representing this uh, young guy called Ricky Masindo. Um, have you heard of him? Um, yes. It rings a bell. Or no, or no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Uh, he's really good. Would you like to book him for your gig? Oh, um, well, can I have one of your famous people as well then? You absolutely can have one of my famous people. Then I'll, then I'll have him. He can do 10 minutes and we'll see how he goes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So there you go. So that is uh, me as the agent. Uh, Ricky, I've just got you a gig for £200. I make £20 profit wow. off that phone call. Well done, Ricky Masindo. Do me a favour, mate. When you go and do Jenny's gigs, don't be shit. <laughs> wow. What a racket. <laughs> And then what I'll probably and then what I'll probably do is get all the information from Jenny about where the gig is at the times and all that sort of stuff. And so I'll let you know. And then you make your own way there and you get yourself sorted. So happy with that? Bosh. Yep. Take my money, please. OK, so that is an agent, um, a a booker. OK, so uh, I am uh, I am now booking you. Uh, for a gig, I'll I'll be the I'll be the uh, venue, Jenny, um, and you can be the booker this time. Is that okay. all right? Um, okay. So, um, hello, um, unspecified comedy agency. Um, I run an art center in the arse end of nowhere. Sake. You're a comedy booker. I'd like to get a comedian from you for my art center, please. Um, what's your budget? Um, what I'd like is someone who does loads of telly. So I'd like a Josh Widdicombe or a Jack Whitehall or a James Corden. I'd like a Russell Howard or a John Richardson. Um, and I've got a budget of uh, £175. OK, well, um, you're living in a dream world, <laughs> Buster. <laughs> so I can give you one headliner who once auditioned for 8 Out of 10 Cats and three people who won't get paid but have to drive the headliner to the gig. He's one of them called Ricky Masindo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. <laughs> £175, somebody who's the, who once auditioned. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. No problem whatsoever. So there you go, Ricky. That was me. That was Jenny being the booker. Yeah. And Jenny will... will usually work for an agency. So most agencies have live bookers for their gigs. Wow. I feel like there's so much vocab in this episode. I need to write it down. <laughs>
Do we need to do a glossary for this yeah. one? <laughs> I remember when someone explained to me openers not being open spots and the fact that the headliner, so the best person's last, the second best person's first, and being like, I don't understand. Every comedy show I've ever seen gets better and better as the night progresses. And it's like, that's because you're drunker and you're having a nice relaxed time. <laughs> <laughs> the openers seemed shit because you were expecting to have a bad time. Wow. Yeah, but also, the person in the middle looked really good. That's because they were only doing five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They left me wanting more. <laughs> yeah. Did you realise that the person in the middle did a quarter of the first person? What? <laughs> like the same to me. So, uh, so Ricky, uh, so that was the agent. Uh, that was the booker. Um, I will now be the promoter. And what I've decided to do, um, because... Uh, so in this role play, I'm quite enjoying this. This is better than I thought it was going to be. In this role play, <laughs> um, in this role play, Jenny has got an agent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. So I am a promoter. Okay. So uh, hi, Jenny. It's Mark over here. Oh, hi, mate. Actually, I don't even need to role play because I literally run gigs. <laughs> um, Jenny, uh, I run uh, yeah. a gig um in bristol so when uh the gigs start coming back um outdoors there's a gig in bristol uh called breaking bread and i've got a budget for it um do you want to come and do my gig what's the fee what date is it let me check my diary okay so uh in two words number one you've got an agent so normally if they've got an agent you would say contact my agent makes it a bit easier um, I've got beef with that though. Have you? Go on. I know you're already over, and um, and I've already told my agent that I don't want them to do my live diary, so they can sling their hook. I'll book it through you, pal, pal, pal. No problem <laughs> whatsoever. Ricky, we'll get onto that subject in a minute. That's why I haven't got an agent. <laughs> <laughs> why is this so confusing? So, uh, uh, well, so it's a Wednesday night. Um, it's not a big budget. I think for headliners, it's about 150 quid. Then my agent won't be interested. Count me in. <laughs> um, we can uh, we can get you quite nice food. Uh, they do uh, they do lovely food up there. And somewhere in Bristol, on that gig, on that night, there might be another gig going on. Uh, so we maybe can get you a double. That would be perfect. Just to cover petrol mm -hmm. um, or just to try out some new material. Do you want to do it? Count me in. There you go. And that, Ricky, is the world of uh, promoters. However, there is another world where, as a promoter, I say, hi, Jenny, I run a gig in the Outer Hebrides. Um, it's on a Saturday <laughs> night. My budget is 75 quid. Uh, do you want to do it? Absolutely. Categorically. Oh, hang on. Outer Hebrides, I've never been there before. Will you up the fee okay i'll tell you what i'll do this is exciting isn't it i'll tell you what i do we're negotiating i'll tell you what i do mm -hmm. jenny um i won't give you any money for the gig but did i not mention you have to get to the outer hebrides on your own mm. um it's gonna probably have to be a big fan nah. <laughs> um, um it depends when it is it depends if it's um if it if it's in season <laughs> this and this is why i get um somebody called me a ball breaker once because i i asked for more money but i'm sorry give me more money i think that's what people do absolutely um, pe people do and um and boys do and so just because i they called me a ball breaker because i've got 
Well, I, w- I wouldn't say I've got tits, but I'm a woman. But because you've not got balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Ricky, uh, did any of that? I feel like we're doing uh, some sort of relationship counselling. <laughs> some sort of okay. So, uh, me and Jenny are doing theatre and education. <laughs> we're explaining to Ricky through the medium of role play how the world of comedy works. But weirdly, Ricky, did that help or did that confuse matters even more? I it helped me realize that I know fuck all about this industry. That's the main thing. I feel like while you were talking, I needed to draw like a map, like promoter fucks over talent, talent, doesn't like agent, but fucks over talent. I'm like, I actually want to go to the Outer Hebrides. Do I get a hotel room for, do I get enough? Do I get food and board for me and my boyfriend? You've not got a boyfriend. <laughs> well spotted. Well spotted. It just felt nice saying it. It just felt nice. Savage. Yeah, I know. That is real negotiation. But also, you think to yourself, you're going to get a bigger room. You're going to get an extra seat on the flight. You're going to get two meals. I want a champagne breakfast two mornings. <laughs> yes. um, I'll, and I'll do the gig, but only if there's going to be a promoter there who books gigs in the Orkney <laughs> Islands. And does pay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and do you know what? That, Jenny, has just complicated matters even further now. Because, Ricky, there will be times when you will go and do a gig that is maybe not enough money or no money, but you'll go into that gig because someone is there who might get you better mm-hmm. gigs or different gigs or uh, better paid gigs and all that sort of stuff. So that is... That complicates it even more. And the fact of the matter is, when you say promoters try and fuck over people or agents try and get in the way with murder, actually, there are some amazing promoters in this country and there are some absolute cowboys in this country. (laughs) And there are some amazing uh, agents in this country. Amagents. Amagents. There are amagents <laughs> in this country. And there are also agents who are not that brilliant. <laughs> really? Um... Cuntgents. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite work, but I'll take it. I'll take it. We just found a title for this episode. <laughs> I think, I think, um, Ricky, is there anything... And, because Jenny is now in, in, on a roll and she's worked out that she can avoid questions. Is there anything that you want to ask Jenny about, like the world of agents and stuff while we are, or the world of getting gigs if you've not got an agent, anything like that? Interesting. Okay, yeah. So do you at this stage find any of your own gigs or do they just come to you like you just did in that incredible role play, must I say that? Um, I, never, I never got to clap. I'm also an actor. <laughs> Here are my headshots. Um, I, I would say it's still a bit of both. Um, so, for example, where there are like Facebook pro comic forums, if somebody goes, oh, I'm booking this gig, I apply for those. Um, if if they are right for me, or if uh, a promoter will send an email with lots of dates, then I apply for those. But equally, probably the same amount of gigs will be people going, Jenny, I want you to do this gig on this date. Can you do it? And I go, yes, please. Or I'm not going to Woking for £30. <laughs> 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 so um, it's a bit of, bo- bit of both. Interesting. It does make it slightly. It does make it slightly tricky. I, for instance, I've never done 
any of the stands mm-hmm. in Glasgow, Edinburgh, or Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Have you done them? Do you do the stands? So, uh, interesting story. <laughs> I, did, I did a tryout years ago. Amazing time at Glasgow, amazing time at Edinburgh. Everyone was talking about how Newcastle, you cannot feel it's the best gig on the planet. And then, and I lived there for five years as well. So I was like home turf. And, but I went there and it was the very hottest day of the year. And I could actually see sweat running down people's faces. Um, there were 30 acts on because it was Red Raw. It was intense. And um, so I didn't have as amazing one there. And then the next time I got a tryout was a year later. And I think even three years after that, they still were like, we'll book you for half spots at the weekend. And then I just thought, if they don't want me, they don't want me. I'm not going to pursue it. And so it's like, um, some at some point you get to the stage where you go, there are clubs that I don't do and I don't really need to do. So if they want to have me, they can. But I'm not going to spend any energy trying to get them to have me. Yeah, I think I'm like that with the stand because I'd really like to do them. But mm. when I was an open spot, mm-hmm. I just never did it. You get lots of people. You'll you'll do this in the next year or so, Ricky. Mm. I've, a couple of people will decide to get a car from Bristol and drive nine hours to Glasgow or Edinburgh wow. and do those gigs. And then you'll get in and you and you can gradually get in and gradually work your way up. And I know Finn Taylor did that. And lots of people I know did that. But a bit like you, Jenny, I just never really, I just never really bothered to do it. And mm-hmm. if they ever contacted me and phoned me up, absolutely I would go and do those gigs but there are just certain promoters certain gigs that you know you just don't get into really yeah and don't get me wrong like so there are so I am fine I quite like admin and so especially when I was starting out I had a spreadsheet of all the promoters I knew all the gigs that I knew that ran and like people share their uh, resources and so I would have like an afternoon of just emailing everybody with my video my um like competitions or anything or quotes or stuff like that and just send it out to everybody and then see what came back and fill up my diary and i haven't done that for a few years but don't get me wrong when lockdown's over and if there's any patchy bits of my diary i will not be above emailing the stand and being like do you want me (laughs) (laughs) that that is a very very good point i'm exactly the same i'm like oh i don't uh i don't really do many gigs anymore because of all the warm-up and i'm like if i've got a spare saturday it's just nice to have a spare saturday but when we are out of all this i will be like has anyone got a gig on a saturday i will go anywhere for that gig yeah and I love, I really love gigging that I would gladly do it every night a week because as discussed, I haven't got a boyfriend. <laughs> so I will like, I will be feeling... Not discussed, mate. Not discussed. Not discussed. Mentioned for a moment. <laughs> Insisted. <laughs> I was like, oh, my boyfriend. And you're like, this cannot be true. <laughs> <laughs> I completely believed you as well. I had no idea. He just outed you completely. Ah, imagine! Oh my god, I just pretend, I just um, believably acted as woman with boyfriend. <laughs> That's the first step. You are really good, mate. Well done. <laughs> um, is there anything else, Ricky? Any any other questions? Because there's also the big thing, which is about taking that step onwards after life stuff, and I think that's when getting having an agent is slightly more important and i think um but ricky this this will also 
add to your spider diagram that you were drawing earlier is that some agents don't go anywhere near your live stuff. So you can have... So, Jenny, have you never thought about getting just an acting agent or just a... Uh, just a voiceover agent or anything like that. Um, you saying that, have you ever thought about, it's like when an audience member comes up to you and says, have you ever thought about going on Mark of the Week? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> I did once have a, have a voiceover agent, but they were associated with my comedy agent. And at the time that I had the voiceover agent, um, they rang me probably thrice ever to offer me an audition for some work and each time they rang me I was going through a very um, hard time in my life and um, I was very ill a lot and so they would ring me and I'd be like hello and I, I can't even do an impression of the voice but it was like I was broken um, and so I couldn't do the voiceover work um, and then after about six months of that uh, they said actually it's not working and it's like you've never given me a single piece of work um <laughs> so i would love to have a voiceover agent that got me work and and now i'm quite healthy touch wood <laughs> um i am vaccinated um so <laughs> i would <laughs> i would love to have a um voiceover agent or an acting agent or an agent that does telly corporates radio um but a lot of the ones that i speak to are like and we will um bend over and ruin your live diary <laughs> they don't say those words but they're like we will we do uh, intend to have your live diary but it's like for me my live diary at the moment is all i have and so to hand that over to somebody on the hope that they get me telly is something that i don't know if i would do again because i think that um, somebody would have to say to me we won't touch your bread and butter we will do the thing we're good at which is get you a a profile and sort your trajectory out yeah no that that makes absolute sense like so i get i i get a lot of warm-up you know i'm i'm a busy busy boy um mm -hmm. and last week i did some acting like i've not done a lot nice. of acting um but i got some acting um do you want to have a, a a guess jenny what my character was um um, paedophile? Oh, you are so close. Seedy looking guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I even had a I even had a trailer. I have my own trailer. Um I was only joking I when I said paedophile. I'm so glad I was I will <laughs> um when, for, for everyone listening at home, when this show uh when this goes out, um so this podcast will go out before the TV series I Am In goes out. But when the TV series I Am In goes out, um, I will post these pictures online because mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to do them now. Mm -hmm. But I've just sent Jenny a picture um, of my trailer and also my my character. Uh, so Jenny can uh, testify that, uh, that these are real what, things. What, have you sent these to me on? Oh, here we go. On Twitter. <laughs> I think you look lovely. Uh, seedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and with the backdrop. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I run a sex shop. I'm quite excited. <laughs> um, but I'd never done acting before. And uh, it made me think to myself, I think I want to do more acting. Yeah. I want to do more. Like, like, like I had three lines in this thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I want to do more. Yeah. What, what was the programme? I'm not going to, I can't say until it goes out. Uh, but it's on the BBC in the autumn. It's quite a big deal, which is why cool. I can't talk Congratulations. about it. Congratulations. You can tell me privately on Twitter. Absolutely. But the only reason I got it was uh, because someone wanted to find some people in Bristol. Uh, I helped them find some people. They said, do you want to audition? And I went, no, I'm the shittest actor in the world. And they went, go <laughs> on. And I went, no, I can't. And then I did a read through and they phoned me up and went, we'd love you to be in this uh, thing. Um, <sighs> would you like to play seedy looking guy? And I went, that's the impression I gave you on the read through. <laughs> um but I really oh, so next time that happens, they consider me a West Country honorary member because I'm Welsh. Absolutely, and, mate. And get me the hell in. I can be a <laughs> I can be a creepy guy. I can be um, <laughs> the lead singer of the darkness. And I can be Victoria Corran Mitchell. Victoria Corran when her tits fell off. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> um I would love to do acting, but uh, a little bit because I'm not very good. But I reckon I could. I'd like to do adverts. I'd like to do like castings for adverts. Ricky, the money that you get really? for doing adverts. In the second lockdown, I had an audition. I had to self tape at home, but I got personally invited to audition for an advert. If I'd got it, it was going to be 10K <sighs> for literally filming a tiny little wincy bit of something fun that I could advertise that I actually believed in. Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. There was another advert I applied for that, oh no, that I got invited again to audition for. So yeah, they're going like, yes, they definitely are close to wanting me. And it would have been 28 grand. Oh my God. Didn't get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. And that, that moment, that's when you start thinking to yourself, actually, I think I want an agent because... No, because I got those auditions without an agent. Yeah, but you got two auditions without an agent. Mm, maybe if you have an, an agent, agent, you might get more. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you might get more corporates. Maybe they might get that 28 grand up to 35 grand. Or but maybe, maybe, maybe if you get an agent, they will get you zero castings in two and a half years. <laughs> but then when you leave, you get six in four months. On your just being a little um, lone Welsh wolf <laughs> is an example of something that could happen. Allegedly. Ricky, has this, uh, has this illuminated you or has this confused you <laughs> even more about whether having an agent is a good thing or a bad thing? It's actually, it's actually so interesting because it's like, like what you were saying before about the difference between the UK and America, how they have managers and stuff. <clears throat> it's like the difference I understood between a manager and an agent was essentially a manager was like the the organizer, the CEO of the business that is the stand-up comedian. And the agent is the person who gets you gigs and opportunities. But it's almost like from what you guys are describing, it's like you have to be your own like runner of your business and your brand or whatever you want to call it. Like you really are planning everything 
almost on your own completely and i find that nobody cares about you as much as you care about yourself (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely true is what i learned about my nobody cares about me as much as i care about myself (laughs) (laughs) that's the lesson of the episode i learned that before i did comedy (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i think you're right like i got so i used to have people when i had an agent i used to have people contact me for work and i would go yes please i'd love to do that oh can you contact my agent to get that in can you contact my agent to sort out the paperwork to sort out the dates I was basically giving away 15% to get that person to contact someone else. Yeah. I said, I'll put it in my diary anyway, but just contact them. And so for certain people, for certain personalities, I think it does help to have an agent. Jenny Collier, uh, for people at home, can't see this, but Jenny is looking at us. Jenny is looking into the microphone. Jenny is making actual eye contact. And we all know a lot of comedians who cannot do that, who cannot talk to people, who cannot make eye contact, who cannot do phone calls, who cannot organise themselves. Uh, um, uh, Sean Walsh once went to Hereford when he had a gig in Hartford. (laughs) Some people can't do it. Um, And I think, Ricky, what you would have to decide is at what level you feel you can't do it anymore. That's so, so do you think there's a ceiling that, well, not that everyone hits where it's like, if you get to this level of fame or success or whatever, you need to start having an agent to help you get further or whatever? I think if Jenny Collier got offered that job on the advert for 28 grand, I probably, as her friend, would say you might want to talk to an agent to go over the contracts for yeah. it, to go over uh. that sort of stuff for it. You don't want to give them 10%. You don't want to give them nearly three grand. Yeah. But you might want to talk to someone who knows about, because it's a big amount of money and you don't want to get shafted. Would that be yeah. fair, Jenny? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think that... Um for all the i might sound anti-agent i'm not sure if i've come across that way but i would definitely i do see the merits of having somebody who understands contracts knows what to say yes or no to um can get you the work can like mark says can get you the castings where you might not necessarily get any yourself like so so if any agents are listening who can help me <laughs> then <laughs> i'm not anti-agents i uh i i would love one so please uh contact me via yeah i'm not anti-agents either i've got friends who are agents but i also think that especially at the start of a career some people try and get an agent too soon some people try and get an agent before they're even a comedian before they even realize what they do they think an agent is going to solve all of their problems and make them a superstar and that just rarely rarely happens wow another episode where we shatter my reality (laughs) (laughs) we should have used that as the name for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah we really should have shattering ricky's reality the podcast jenny thank you you really didn't want to talk about this but i think you were 
absolutely spot on with everything you said. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think, uh, I think for people starting comedy, I think this is one that they should listen to because it'll make them hopefully realize that that the work comes from yourself. That the work comes from what was that phrase you used? You care more about you than anyone else cares about you. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's her. In fact, that's I remember. Her. I remember who told who told me a phrase similar to this, which is when I worked in a jizz clinic. Um, well, back one of the up, actors, back up. Um, Wait, sorry, a no. spaff emporium um, <laughs> oh, and an acupuncturist I worked with said to me because I came in hungover or ill or tired or sad and she came in to me and she said oh Jenny you don't look good and I was like <laughs> cheers and she goes Jenny you have to look after yourself because no one else will and it really stuck with me. Um, <laughs> and so kind of along those lines, um, yeah, you have to look after yourself because no one else will. Only you care as much as you care the most about you do about yourself. I don't know. <laughs> look, I'm not a philosopher. You had it. You, had it. you were so close. To it. I just think what we're <laughs> going to do with this podcast is just fade it out and just have Jenny Collier, just Jenny Collier, just doing different combinations <laughs> of care you, jabbering yourself, other. Nobody cares about me, so that's what <laughs> the main thing is. <laughs> um, Jenny, thank you very much for uh, being part of this podcast. Thanks for having me. It's um, lovely to see you both. Ricky, I hope that was useful. Oh, that was incredibly useful. And it was hilarious <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and we will have another guest uh, in episode four of uh, Captain My Captain. <laughs> it's stuck! <laughs> Uh, that was Oh Captain, My Captain. Thank you very much for uh, listening. I hope you found it useful. Um, I think you all know uh, what I'm going to say now, but uh, one of the things when you do podcasts is that uh, basically it, it, we want more people to listen to it because we think it's quite useful. Uh, Ricky, people can listen to it. I'm, I know they can listen to it on Spotify, and I listen to it myself to hear my own voice on pocket cast where else can people listen in well you can listen in at apple podcast you can listen in at breaker pretty much anywhere you get your podcast really you can also listen to it at google Podcasts, which i did not know existed until i started doing this but just type in podcasts and wherever you get your podcast it'll be there and to help us um on all of those sites there are ways to subscribe and to review and say nice things correct yeah or unnice things i mean <laughs> any attention is good attention on the internet but yeah, best place to leave us a review is on Apple Podcasts. Just go to our page, scroll to the bottom and leave us a star rating. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you have anything you think we need to improve on. And follow us on Twitter at OhCatMyCatPod and subscribe to us on Spotify. Basically, follow us everywhere, except in person, because that wouldn't be good. I mean, unless you're a massive fan. And uh, send in questions if you've got oh, questions, Captain, topics that you Captain. want us to talk about. Uh, re, uh, sort of refer us and recommend us to your friends. And I think that is the end of this bit of the podcast, correct? Yes, it is. It really, really is. My captain, my captain.